today's advanced training. So um, I don't feel like Adam Johnson needs a ton of introduction. Um, if, if you've at all been on the FITS group, um, he is probably number two. I don't know. I don't have the most recent, but uh, I definitely in the top couple of producers in the FITS group um, year to date and, and including the last several years. Um, he is experienced um, and what he is telling you is what he does and what he uses. And I have no doubt um, that he is going to make an impact on you this morning. So let's listen up and let Adam take the stage away. Hello, Fitz Group. Good morning. Adam Johnson here coming at you from West St. Paul, which is south of St. Paul. And um, today we're going to go over what objections. And um, so as we go, we'll just kind of advance through it and go together. Uh, the big thing is you've called, you've booked the appointment, you scheduled your appointment, you get out there, the client's actually there. Okay, so what we have to keep in mind is the client wanted to get what we have to offer. They have a heavy interest or they wouldn't be there when you showed up. They wouldn't have booked with you and they definitely wouldn't have sent the lead in. So when you hear them say, I have to think about it, which we've all heard, it's, it's uh, in sales, it's the worst thing you could possibly hear. Here's what they're really, what, what they're thinking when they say that. First thing they're saying, can I trust this person? This guy's sitting in front of me, he's trying to get my money, can I trust him? Does he have my best interests in, in mind? The next thing they're thinking is, can I get a better deal somewhere else? Should I be shopping around? This may be the first person I spoke to. Does this fit my budget? Can I afford it? Do I have to do this right now? Things are so busy with Christmas and with the, the kids' events and everything else. Um, and at the end of the day, why do I really need this? And maybe I have other pieces in place. Do I have this already covered uh, with what I have in place? So what we try and do is when we're going through the appointment, the key is to really address these issues as we're going through it, because what I wanna do is bring it up before they do. So if you wanna go to the next slide. Um, so first things first, <laughs> bring up those objections first. You don't want to overcome them and try and argue with them later. If you can bring it up and address it, and we're in agreement with it before they bring it up, then it doesn't become an objection. Um, your client, again, asks for help. Assume from the beginning when you get there that you're going to help them. So we're using a lot of nodding, a lot of smiling, and a lot of affirming statements that we're assuming from the beginning that I'm there for a reason, they want me there, and we're going to go ahead and put something in place to protect their family. Um, big thing, I talked about it earlier, be trustworthy, real. Sometimes you have to just slow down so they know that you care about them as a person. You need to really understand where they're coming from uh, before you can kind of move forward to figure out where they're going. And here's the thing. This is a lot to tackle, but you already have a great tool to do, so that's the ATM. So what I really want to do is show how we can use the ATM and leverage it to really address all these objections before they come up. So. Before you use your ATM, build that rapport with your client. Dan Gillingham made a video a while back called Making Friends with Strangers. He nailed it, so I'm not going to dive too deep into it. But just know when, when I get to a house, I'm usually connecting with them for five to ten minutes and just kind of getting to know them. 
And after we've kind of established that and we're smiling and getting to know each other and I know where they work and I know about their family and their kids and, and they know a little bit about me, I'll just kind of say, I'll kind of say, well, let's figure out what we have, what, what we're doing here. So I'll reach down and I'll pull out my folder and in that I've got the lead. And on the lead, I'll pull it out and I'll set it in front of them and I'll say, if you can think back to when you filled this out, why did you want to get this? And when they answer, a lot of times they're going to give me a real surfacey answer. They'll say, well, I want to figure out what the costs were. And I'll say, no problem. Don't let them, get, don't let them give you a surface answer. No problem. Why did you want to know what the cost was? Well, I want to know what the features and benefits were. Okay, no problem. We're going to, co we're going to cover the features and benefits. But really, why did you want to get this? Well, I, I want to make sure that if anything happens to me, that uh, the house is taken care of. So again, now we're talking about a house. What he's really saying, and I'll say this, so I'll say, Tom, what you're really saying is um, you want to make sure if anything were to happen to you that Susie and the kids are taken care of. And he'll say, yeah. I'll say, perfect. That's why I'm here, and my job just to kind of walk you through it. Um, kind of continue there for me, Heather. Um, so then I'll say, um, here's what I use to kind of help me walk you through the process. And I'll reach down and pull out my ATM. Keep going, Heather. So... <laughs> I'll repeat back, if I'm hearing right, uh, you want to take care of the family. So I'll pull out the ATM. Now, if, next slide, when you pull that out, up until the point of this conversation, if I, if I did a good job, um, I'm probably sitting with the client to the right of me. So for me, I'd be wanting to sit next to the husband and then the wife next to him. Um, so I'm going to say, this is going to help me walk through this so you don't have to worry about it anymore. And I pull this out. Now, when I sit the ATM, if you continue through, um, I'm going to shift my body. I'm going to set this up at the table, and I'm going to shift. So now I'm coming closer to my client, and there's a lot of nonverbal communication going on here. Instead of me being on the opposite end of this presentation, I'm just going to do a little shift, and now I'm closer to them. We already like each other. We've already built rapport, but I'm closer to them, and we're looking at this together. We're on the same team. We're looking to address this concern together. And just that itself uh, really does a lot. So body language means a lot. And then I start flipping through. So on the next page, if I didn't talk much about, if I didn't build a real solid rapport, this is going to help me do it. And I'll just kind of talk a little bit about my family. Say, so you already know about me. My wife and I got five kids. We're over in West St. Paul. Um, but that last statement is really key. I'll say, this is something I really believe in because we went through a situation with my mom a number of years ago and she had this. Um, so. Uh, without this, my family probably would have lost the house. And that's why I'm passionate about it. And when I flip to the next page, um, then I say, I made that commitment to my family. I'm just like you. I, I don't want to have anyone worry about the roof over their head if I don't make it home today. Um, so that's my family right there. You can see uh, we've got one girl, four boys. Three of the four boys are taller than me. And uh, Alex will probably outgrow me by the end of the school year. And then there's my license for the state of Minnesota. Um, and so if you flip to the next page, and I work with 16 different companies. Now, these are all A-rated billion-dollar carriers. They've all been in business 100 to 150 years. And when you continue through, I just kind of keep talking on this page, and I say, you know, these are the companies I use on me and my family. And since we work with the best companies in the industry, we've got the best rates. So now we're addressing, you know, the fact that um, we're going to shop around for them. And I just let them know my job is to find the best fit that you'd be qualified for um, and that we can get you the, the best rates. So keep going. <laughs> and so then the next page uh, talks about your financial picture. And so what do I do? 
I leave that ATM position there. I'm still sitting next to my client and I pull out the green sheet, right? So here's the green sheet. When you continue through, you can take a look at it. Now, the one I have on here is a little bit outdated. And I'm just gonna say, hey, to help me narrow this down, get the best fit, I'm gonna ask you a few questions. So I pull out my green sheet and I look down, and I start filling it out. So when you go through the next slide, you'll, I just start filling in the blanks, keep going. And you can see there's my beautiful handwriting right there. <laughs> and just make sure you fill it out. Now, this is an older version. There's always updated uh, green sheets coming out. Um, as they come out, we wanna keep updating it, but this is the one I had on hand. Um, but when you keep going, going through, there's some key points I wanna address as we go through. First of all, I'm gonna say, do you have any insurance in place? Now, if they say I have work coverage, I'm gonna say that is awesome. I always tell everybody max out on as much coverage as you can through your, through your job. Um, but here's the thing, they own it. You don't own that. So at the end of the day, if you're not able to work there anymore, um, you, you lose all your coverage. And I've got a client actually who, who did lose his, his benefits because he got in a bad accident and wasn't able to go back to work. Um, so actually 2% of the work coverage actually pays a claim. And so I tell everyone max out on it, but really think of it as bonus money. Um, I don't count on it being there for my family at a 2% payout rate. Um, and then the next one is maybe they have some coverage. So you've got 250,000. First of all, if they can get the policy, let's look at it. If they can't, I understand. Don't let that hold you up. If it's gonna take 20 minutes to find it, it might derail you. I'll say, can you find it in the next minute? If we can't, we can't. But I'll say 250,000, that's awesome. You made 50,000 a year, Tom. That's gonna be five years of your income. Your family's definitely gonna need that uh, just to kind of continue living. But the, the trick is we sometimes throw that at the mortgage and then there's just not enough left to cover braces and books in college. Um, so I could definitely see why you sent this in. And then Susie has no coverage. I'll go, you don't have anything? And they'll say, no, I could definitely see why you sent this in. And then we'll go through, I'll say, what other assets do you have that could kind of help your family in an emergency? And I'll just go through, how much do you have in savings? How much do you have in CDs? What do you have in mutual funds and stocks? What's in your 401k? And we get those numbers. And that's where we can maybe piggyback later on annuity and appointment. Um, so we'll ask that question later. But for the meantime, I'll say, okay, so we've got $125,000. Worst case scenario, you could fall back on that to help. But that's, that's worst case scenario, right? We probably could come up with a better idea. Um, right now with taxes and penalties, you're probably going to lose about 40% of your 401. So that's probably the last place you want to go, right? And they're going to say, right. So again, we're on board. We just overcame four or five objections that may come up at the end. Now we don't have to talk about it. And that's just going through your fact finding. And really at the bottom left, I'm really trying to figure out what kind of medications are on to figure out what they qualify for. But meanwhile, we've knocked out four or five really big objections. So when you keep going, here's the, why is this important? Now you can definitely read this word for word. I use it more as a tool that the client can look at. What I'm trying to do is, is really, um, as we continue, I kind of call this the pain page. And what I really want to uncover is what's their need and what's the pain point. Um, this is an emotional conversation. If we can't be real on this page, they're probably not going to put something in place. People are generally going to put this in place on emotion and justify it with the logic if it makes sense. So what I, what I kind of say on here, if you keep moving, um, I'll say, okay, and I repeat exactly what Tom said at the beginning when I got him to give me a real answer. I'll say, Tom, you said um, if something were to happen to you, you want to make sure Susie's taken care of. But Susie, what does that look like? Like if Tom doesn't make it home yesterday, 
where does that leave you today? And sometimes they're going to kind of hem and haw a little bit because it's uncomfortable. If you feel uncomfortable, you're probably doing it right. And you just have to keep moving forward. So I, I know we don't like to think about these things, but really, I mean, would you be able to stay here? Would you want to stay here? What would this look like? And they'll tell you, oh, it'd be really tough. The kids would have to cancel extracurricular activities. Sometimes they'll say, no way I could afford this. Or I might be able to get by, but we have to cut back on everything. And you have to ask them, you know, is that, is that what you would want? And they're going to say no. And then I'll look at Tom and say the same thing. If, if something happened with Susie, what would that look like for you? And most men, they're going to say, ah, it'd be tough. Not as tough for me as it would be for her, but it'd be hard. Okay, that's good enough for me. Um, <laughs> so then I'll just let them know, hey, we're going to take a look and make sure that we can put something in place. You don't have to worry about it. And I'm going to leave you my card. And this is where I just share stories about my experiences. And if you're new and don't have any, you can use mine. So I try and give them my most recent good story and then a particular story that I've shared that uh, at a lot of appointments. So the, the most recent one, I'll just say, you know, um, I had a client I just lost on Thanksgiving. It was this Thanksgiving. Uh, he passed away from a heart attack. No blood pressure meds, no health issues, perfectly healthy. By the list of all my clients, I wouldn't have picked him if I thought I was going to lose somebody on Thanksgiving. Um, he, he filled out his application with me in July. So he only had it a few months. And so right now we're going through the process. We're, getting, we're taking care of that family and getting that check issued. Um, on the flip side, I had a young lady call me uh, in Brooklyn Center, and her father had passed away. She found my card in the junk drawer and called, and he was still thinking about it. Uh, I met with him nine months before he was killed and um, in an accident, and we could have put something in place that he could afford, but he's, he was just kind of debating, and he was going to put it off and think about it. But the truth is, we're probably not going to have this conversation later. We're, we're going to get busy. Uh, life doesn't get any simpler or easier. Um, it doesn't become any easier or more affordable. We don't have more time. We're, we often put these things on the back burner uh, and don't deal with it later. Um, so at the end of the day, I want to have as few of those conversations with that young lady. She's 19 years old. I'm pretty sure she lost that house um, because she couldn't afford it on her own. Um, I'd rather say I have a check coming. And I'm sure you'd rather hear that too, right? And I think we can agree if you keep moving, um, something's better than nothing, right? Whatever we look at, there's a lot of different options. Something's better than nothing. Um, so we'll go to the next page. Um, so then we kind of get to the education piece. We, we've addressed the need. Here's how we meet it. So first thing, if you keep going, Heather, what is mortgage protection? I just pointed out a few key things. There's kind of a few different tiers of coverage. The first one would pay off the entire loan when you pass away. Now you name your beneficiary. Uh, Susie, you're going to name Tom. Tom, you're going to name Susie. And the reason we do that is your lender could change anytime, and we don't want to send the check to the wrong bank. So this way, if something happens to Tom, Susie would get the check, and then uh, Susie can go pay off the bank and the loan to be taken care of, right? Uh, the next one is what we call the split plan. Maybe we'll pay down half the loan, and that way you could refinance and have a, have a better house payment. And then the next one after that would be mortgage payment protection, where maybe we cover 12, 24, 36 months of the house payments. And the reason we do that is when we lose a loved one, um, a lot of things are happening. First, we need time to grieve, uh, and then we need time to figure out can I stay here? Do I want to stay here? Am I going to move somewhere else? Do I need to just hang out for a couple more years till the kids graduate? Uh, do I need to do something now? Um, do I need to negotiate with the bank? Do, do I need to move and, and figure out uh, 
put this place on the market? What do I do with Tom's stuff? Are we keeping it? Are we throwing it? Meanwhile, while you're going through all these things, the house payment's coming every month. So the mortgage payment protection basically could just buy you time to make decisions on your speed, not the speed of the banks. Does that make sense? And they're going to go, yeah. So again, I'm just going through, I'm looking for those affirming statements. I'm looking for the nods. And then I flip to the next page. I used to skip over this, but as we continue, if you keep going, Heather, um, this is actually really important. We just established why this is a big need. We just established how we can solve that need. Now, here's what we're going to do next. I'm going to figure out the best options for you. And I go off of some main criteria. Number one, that you qualify easily. And number two, it's going to give you the best rates. And then what I'm going to do is show you three different options. And you can tell me what, what you like the best as far as which ones best meet your needs and fits comfortably in your budget. And the biggest thing I tell everybody, I'm not the guy that approves you. That's up to the insurance company. Uh, but what I can do is help you find a good fit. We fill out an application and I'll do everything I can to get you covered. Okay, keep going. So here's the part where I say, um, I'll say, okay, here's where the, the body language shifts a little bit. I'm gonna reach out and get my laptop and pull it out. And now I don't want them to see what I'm doing. So I kind of use the laptop as a barrier, total opposite of what I just told you. And I'll say, hey, why do this? Can I trouble you for a glass of water? <laughs> and I'm running my numbers and I'm filling out the numbers. And the reason I don't want them to see the numbers yet is because I haven't had a chance to explain it and build value in what I'm doing. And so I'm going to do the quotes. I'm going to flip the quote sheet upside down. And on the back, I'm going to start writing all these things out to build value in the product. So the first thing I say is, look, we picked CFG. They've been around since 1882. They have 1.3 billion in assets. I have a plan on me. So they're not going to think, is this a good company? I just told them, this is what I use and this is what I do. Um, now, we're locking your rates for 30 years. This is convertible. You could turn it to a permanent policy later with no health questions. So it puts you in a good position. Here's a big piece that a reason why I have this policy, they have living benefits, which what that really means is you could take up to 95% of the death benefit out if you have a terminal, critical, or chronic illness. And I'll walk them through what that means. 12 months left to live, life-threatening cancer, heart attack, stroke, Gugger's disease, major organ failure, chronic illness, you can't perform two of six activities of day living very similar to a long-term care option. And then I tell them, the critical illness plan, that's what saved my mom and dad's house. My mom had to have an organ transplant in her mid-50s, came unexpectedly. She was out of work about four years. And when all the dust settled, she told me without her coverage, they would have lost the house. So thank God she's still with us. She's doing great. Um, but without this, they would have lost that house. Um, so then I'll walk them through that and I'll say, do you have any questions? And usually at this point, they're saying, how much is it, right? So we've kind of built up, we've built the value, we've built them up and they're kind of waiting to see what the price is. So then I flip the page over and I go, to, and this is what it looks like in the ATM. My quote sheet looks very similar to that. And I'm gonna show, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip it over. Go, go ahead, keep going, Heather. Now I will cover the rates up with my, with my ERS sheet. I'm gonna cover the rates up and I'll go one at a time. And I'll explain, option one is that your whole loan. And again, you could withdraw up to 180,000 living benefits. It's $100.22. For Susie, it's 85.61. Option two, I'm, I'm going fast right now. Slow down and just go slow. Option two, we'll pay off half your loan. Uh, no, so that way you could refinance and have a better house payment. But in the event of an accident, it's going to double and pay off the whole amount. Here's the rates. Option three, three years of the house payments. And again, this would double from an accidental death. At that point, you could probably just refinance the house and have a lower house payment. Now, if you look at these quotes, I've got everything from 
$185 down to $66 if they both go with it. Price isn't an issue, okay? Well, that's why we're showing three options. So the issue isn't price. We, we've built the rapport. We've overcome a lot of the objections. So then I'm gonna go through and say, which one's best fits your need and best fits your budget? And this is where sometimes you get that one last objection and I'm gonna think about it. And it's usually like this. I'm gonna think about it, I understand. Is there an option that you're kind of leaning towards or maybe one that you don't care for? And they'll usually say, well, you know, option one's definitely the best. I like it a lot, could definitely see the value in it. Option two is still very, very good. I really like that one. It definitely fits in my budget better. I think I can afford option one, but I'm not sure. So we're just gonna crunch our numbers at them. We're gonna get right back to you, okay? So that's where I, I, I'm just gonna walk them through the process. I'll say, no problem. I definitely understand. We wanna make sure this fits your budget. Let me just kind of explain the process. The first step, like I said, is we have to fill out the application and get you approved. Now I've seen some people, it's approved in a day. I've seen some, it takes up to eight weeks. And of course, not everyone qualifies. If that's the case in your situation, I'll come back, we'll look at a different company. Um, but let's just say if you do get approved quickly, then it takes them five to 10 business days to get the policy mailed out to you. And when you receive the policy, you have an additional 30 days to make any changes that you want. You can increase the coverage, you can decrease the coverage, you can kind of do whatever you want. So if we're going between option one and option two, what I tell everybody, let's just start with the smaller one and I'll circle option two. Let's start with the smaller one just to see if we can get you approved because we know it fits in your budget. That way it gives you about a month or two to really kind of figure out the budget. If you decide that you do want to increase it, give me a call, I'll bump it up, it's super easy. Does that make sense? And they'll say, yeah, and that's your cue. <laughs> they say, yep, okay, perfect. So I just need to fill out the application. I just need to see your driver's license and avoid a check. And I'm assuming Susie's your beneficiary, right, Tom? And we start filling it out. Um, so we're gonna fill out the application. While we do that, I hand them the ERS sheet. I let them fill that out. They're filling out the ERS sheet. We get the whole application filled out. At the very end, after we've gone through the rest of the ATM, the very end, I'll ask them, do you feel good about taking care of this today? And they'll say, yeah. I say, perfect. Now, if they're hesitating, let's go write them a lower policy, okay? We're better, better off to go lower than higher. And then I'll, I'll say, no problem. I'm gonna give you a holler on Friday. I'll call you in the afternoon and let you know the, the status of your application. And it could be approved before then, it might not be. If it's not approved by Friday, I'll just call you every single Friday until we get our answer. And then when they mail the policy out to you, give me a call because I can come out and review it with you and answer any questions you have. And by the way, this is your time to set it up for future relationship, I let them know. And then if I don't hear from you, I'll just check in about once a year um, to do policy review just to make sure this is still the best fit and we're still getting you the best rates on everything. And then that way, when I call them the next year, they know it's coming. So, and then I'll say, do you have any questions for me at all? And, and that's kind of our last chance for any other concerns. So um, with that, um, again, make, build a good rapport. Let the clients know you care about them. If you can just leverage that ATM, it's going to really help you meet their need, that first appointment, and set them up to be a future client for the rest of their lives. So thanks so much for the opportunity, Fitz and Heather, for, for letting me be on the call. I'm so grateful for the Fitz Group, so grateful for the Alliance. Uh, this has definitely been a game changer for me and my family, and I'm just so, so honored and proud to be here. So thanks much. Have a great day, everybody. Hope this helped. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfitz.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. 
you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.